the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday. Man, I, you know what? I've decided we need more short weeks. I, I love it, right? It's already Thursday in my mind. It's Wednesday, but uh, obviously with the Memorial Day holiday, uh, we're only here four days. So we only got one more show, one more show. The week's over. Uh, another big rally here in, in gold and silver. And, and again, we kind of knew this. Uh, we've been saying all along, buy this dip on the debt ceiling because as soon as it's passed and uh, everything goes back uh, the other way again, it has passed the House. So it has passed the House. It's now going up to the Senate. Uh, I, I don't expect any problems because they didn't cut anything, right? I mean, you know, what, what's there to vote on, right? Hey, we, we lowered the spending just a little bit and uh, a big fat nothing burger for the, the Democrats. Of course, they, they control the Senate. Now, they do need 60 votes. So it, it, it isn't as simple as all the Democrats vote for it, all the Republicans say no. They will need... Uh, what is it, nine Republicans, eight or nine, whatever it is, I think it's nine, nine Republicans I think they're going to need uh, to get clearance on this. I, I think they'll get it. We'll find out uh, later. Uh, I, I think they're going to vote on it tonight anyway, but 800-951-0592, that is our toll-free number uh, voicemail. Holy cow. I don't know why it's so, you know, we had a big, a big issue with the the phone number, the the the, the whole phone system in general. That uh, we got back up and running. Uh, I don't know why it took a week, but we finally. As a, it wasn't till today that we finally are getting our voicemail set up. So we'll have our, our voicemail back. I apologize. The phone just rang and rang and rang. I think uh, this morning at about five thirty, uh, it, it finally got to. You cannot leave a message at this number, uh, and that was our clue that, okay, now we can reset it back up. So uh, anyway, that's back up. AllAmericanGold.com is the website. Uh, we had a bunch of economic data out. We had uh, manufacturing data out. We had jobless claims data out. We, we had uh, private sector job creation. Uh, we had news out of, what was it, Macy's today. Uh, kind of just like we thought. Macy's was like, man, everything was great. And then March came, and then April came, and then May came, and now everything's terrible. But Jason, there was something, again, just like we have seen for the last, what, 60 to 90 days, a very mixed bag. What, depends on what side of the fence are you on as to whether is the economy good, is the economy slowing, is the economy bad. We had something for everybody today. Yeah, and I think as far as which direction they go, it's, uh, you know, if there's a market meltdown, they'll they'll stop raising the rates, and they might lower them. But as long as there's not a you know that kind of urgency, 
it's 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 a good chance they're going to raise the race and keep on trucking, right, Joe? So, and because like like we've said many times, raising the rates, pausing the rates, lowering the rates, uh, there's not really a good place to go. Don't print the money. Have you know contr- contract the money or, or start printing and have quantitative easing. They, there's not really a, a place to go for their safety to, to make things work. So. Uh, it's a wait and see, but yeah, you, you've been saying it. You've been, uh, I, I, I've always been, I, I think they could raise the rates, but I don't know. They can also lower the rates. They, they, they have the keys to the car, but it looks like another rate hike is, is in order, uh, currently. Yeah. And again, we will look at, uh, all of these data points. Let's start with, with private sector jobs. Uh, this is what they call the ADP. Uh, and then I think tomorrow we're supposed to, and I don't know how the holiday affected, uh, all of this. Uh, tomorrow, it's either tomorrow, if not tomorrow, it'll be next Friday, we'll get the government jobs number. But ADP, much hotter than expected. 268,000 private sector jobs. That, that was 100,000 jobs more than expected. So that's bad. Right? That, that's a bad number. It, uh, uh, well, let me clarify. That's bad if you want the Fed to stop raising rates, right? Okay, that's that's too much. Now, full disclosure, ADP, they're kind of wonky. They're always all over the board. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily correlate to the government number, and they tend to care more about that uh, than they do the ADP number. But having said that, so the the headline number, oh, okay, that's that's not great if you don't want rate hikes. But there was some good news in there, which was according to ADP, wages, right, which has been a big problem with inflation, wage growth slowed uh, in ADP. Now, they had some other things in like manufacturing jobs down 48,000, IT jobs down 15,000, financial activities down 25,000. These are these are the good paying jobs. Where was all the job growth? Leisure and hospitality, uh, 208,000. And then construction, 64,000. Those were kind of the, the pluses in the minuses. But the thing that they liked the most out of this report is pay growth. Not only did it slow, but it's, it slowed pretty substantially. Uh, down a whole percentage point. Now, that's not good for workers, especially especially with inflation staying high. But, yes, there was a slowdown in the wages of that number. So, Jason, that one number, we got both sides of the spectrum, right? We had, oh, my gosh, that's too many jobs. But then you looked and you're like, well, they're kind of all crappy jobs, right? You know, and you, you kind of think about, well, this was a main number. Uh, all the resorts and all the, you know, people are, are going on vacation for summertime. Maybe some college kids getting some jobs out there. Uh, but the number that they like, wage growth slowed and slowed significantly. I don't know if that's going to be enough. We'll go all through all the other data when we get back. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday. A quick look here at the markets. The Dow's up 38. Uh, the, the S&P's up 23. The NASDAQ up 
96 points. Gold's up 16, 1980 here as gold continues to march higher. Silver, another good day here for silver. Silver up 38 cents right now, 23.97. Uh, by the way, Buffalo Rounds, this is it, the last day of the sale on Buffalo Rounds. Uh, rolls of 20, $580. If you buy 25 rolls or more, $570. Today is the final day on that. But as you, again, start to understand the need for diversification in these portfolios, uh, there is a very good probability rates aren't done here. Everyone wants them to be a banking problem. Believe me when I tell you, it's going to be a much uglier second half of the year. Uh, and even though, you know, the, the, the stock market hasn't done anything, the one thing it hasn't done is collapse. But that's really AI stocks. If you take out the AI stocks, of course, you know the ones, you know, Google, right, Microsoft, Apple, right, those, those guys in the AI, uh, NVIDIA, if I'm saying that right, they're, they're now worth over a trillion. But when you look internally in the stock market, today's another a great example. 250 stocks at new all-time 50 lows and only 50 stocks at 52-week highs. Uh, yesterday, it was like 400 new 52-week lows and 50 new 52-week uh, highs. The internals aren't as, as, as good as they would appear to be, but this is why you got to find other places to, to get that money out of these banks. And another one, a great place to do it is that Y refi. You got to have at least 50,000. You know that. Here's the good news though. You can use existing IRAs up to 10.25% returns. You heard me right. Up to 10.25%. If you, if you just want to go, hey, I just want a year off. I want to take a time out for you. They'll still give you 6.25%. That kills any any money market or anything else uh, you can think of out there. Check them out, investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. And, and Jason, as we look here, so we had ADP, the headline number, terrible, if you're looking for no rate hikes. But then you saw, well, what kind of jobs were there? Ah, okay, a bunch of crappy jobs. And, and, and crappy is probably the wrong, a job's a job, right? Let's, you'll take what you can get. But the sectors that led to the job growth are not the good paying jobs. And all the good paying jobs were laying off. Probably why you saw the wage number fall so much is because they weren't hiring the good hire, you know, the good paying jobs weren't, weren't hiring. So that stood to reason. Then we got jobless claims. Now finally in this report, we didn't get anything crazy from Massachusetts. So apparently for the last month, they have screwed up this number. It came in at 232,000 jobs lost. First time people filing for unemployment, 232,000. Now remember, like four weeks ago, we got to like 260, right? Yep. And then Massachusetts was coming, oh, wait, we got fraud and all this stuff. 230, that's low. That That's another number that you're like, ah. 
That's probably not conducive for saying let's not raise rates, right? That's still, you know, they'd probably like to see that number higher. I guess the good part was it wasn't 220, right, or, or 200, I mean 232, and then continuing claims. Now, this was another one. Four weeks ago, we're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to break 2 million. That's not good. But then Massachusetts, oh, wait, oh, we got this 1.8 million. And really, that's rounding up. It was 1.796 or something like that. So th- that number is like, oh, and again, probably, you know, I would say neutral at best as to saying, you know what, based on that, we're probably still raising rates. And then last but not least, Jason, we got the manufacturing data. Now that stunk. That was terrible across the board. But the one thing for those that, that were hoping for a rate pause, unlike yesterday's number in the Chicago PMI, the overall PMI for the country, prices came down in that report, Jason. So there's, there's some, there, I guess some good news for the pausers out there. And he and he said wages were down. Is that what you said early early in the uh, Wage, what you're wages were down? And according to the uh, country PMI, prices were down and wages were down. So I think you're seeing a lot of businesses doing a little uh, labor reshuffling is what's going on because we have the inflation. Costs are higher for everybody. Every business, every government, they're every, you know, they're all having to pay more, which is why I think they couldn't lo- – the the, uh, the whole debt ceiling thing I think is, is a problem for them because they, they how can you cut when everything costs more? And so what do you do as a business? You know, you, there's certain expenses. There's materials. There's labor, right? And there's a few – you know, there's these uh, line items – how do you make labor work? But you got to have people working, to, you know. So, well, if, if, if we let these higher wage employees go and we have lower wage employees replace them, then that will cut cost. And I'm wondering, Joe, if there's a lot of that going on. I'm wondering how much labor reshuffling we got going on. That that also makes the job numbers kind of weird, right? Lots of people being fired, but then a lot of people being hired, and uh, you're just not getting those gigantic numbers, which would show a recession. And and uh, hey, we need to stop raising rates. So. Once again, it's, it's happening slowly. It's happening, but it's happening slowly. Yeah, and and again, right? It's it's one of those things where you you look at all that data and you're like, well, I, I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna do, right? I mean, there's 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 enough on both sides. How about mortgages? Rates shot back up, back over seven percent. And here's how rate sensitive mortgages are in a week. We went all the way back down to 1995 levels. So we've taken over, I mean, we've almost gone back in time three decades, uh, in, in applications to purchase a home, uh, down to 1995 levels. Uh, again, housing, we know that there's not a lot going on. But you know what? There's not a lot out there, right? So it's created this weird market where, quite honestly, I would say that that uh, the the market. And I guess it depends, right? Uh, Arizona, Colorado, probably different than say San Francisco, right? Probably different than than Chicago. Uh, but but the places where uh, you know things are still reasonably okay. 
Not a lot of inventory, not a lot of sales, but prices are hanging in there. Right? Prices are more than hanging in there. Uh, and uh, Kay Schiller said, hey, there was a year-over-year drop, but that may go away. So even even that is confusing. You're like, well, wait a minute. Purchasing home applications to 1995 levels, that probably says you should cut rates. But then Kay Schiller comes out and says, listen, we think home prices are going to start rising again. Uh oh, that means we got to raise rates even further. I mean, I mean, could we be looking at housing going back to like the eighties in in applications? I mean, that that is something that is not out of the possibility, especially if they're going to raise rates again, Jason. That's that's exactly true, and and uh, once again. You know, as, as you're talking about mortgages, you know who's gonna who's gonna buy a house if uh, if your job suddenly change. I mean, one of those things that you need to get a mortgage, you have to have job stability, right? So, you know, the, who, who's gonna be able to buy a house in this situation uh, under normal circumstances? Of course, there's a lot of people out there, millions and millions of people out there that have equity in their home and they can they can move to the next place and get a mortgage based off the the, the, uh, the less than eighty percent that they owe on the next house, of course. But obviously, if, if Mortgage applications are down. That means people aren't even trying. You know, mortgage right. mortgages is one thing. Mortgage applications is is just an attempt, and the attempts are down, Joe. The the attempts are down big, and really for the people that do, you're right. There's a lot of people got equity, but they're like, I ain't moving. I I'm locked in at four percent. You know what? Uh, movie because most people, why do they move? Hey, I'm gonna move up, right? I, I'm gonna move into a bigger house or a better house or I'm gonna I'm gonna move to a better neighborhood. Right? That's the vast majority of those people. And what they find out is, yeah, I can put money down, right? I can sell my I can get good money for my house. I can but but look at my payment. I'm gonna my payment's gonna double. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Right? Forget it. I'm not doing that. And, and you're right, when you go back, now we already knew home sales started to slow this time last year, remember, because rates started to go up. If you actually go back to 2021 and 20, uh, even 2019, go to 2019, applications are down over 40%, uh, 41% from 2021, 40% from 2019, Jason, that's an amazing when you think about it. Wait, we've had a 40% decrease in applications. Uh, normally, you'd say, oh, my gosh, prices got to be like half of what they were. Uh-uh, that isn't the case. And this is the box, right? We keep talking about the box, don't we? There is no good answer for any of this. It doesn't matter what they do. Stop raising rates. Keep raising rates. Both of them are wrong. Well, and Joe, you kind of stated it. If if the markets were somewhat in a normal situation and the, and the job or the mortgage applications were way down, then the prices should drop, right? There should be availability. You know, it's just supply and demand. However, once again, we we have inflation. So just to build the starter home is much more expensive. So the builders and the people owning the homes they can't sell for less. You're, you're, you know, right. you talked a lot in 2021, 2022 about uh, demand destruction, and that's going to keep on happening too at a slow pace. I think we're grinding more to, to, to demand destruction. So this is, a, I think, a good example of, look, people would buy the cheaper houses because mortgage applications are down and people can't refinance. It's expensive. 
but they just can't can't get a cheaper house. No one's going. You know, everyone's going to hold on to the house they got because I can't sell it for three hundred fifty thousand. I got to get you know four fifty for this house. I'm just going to sit right. on it, right, Joe? Because yep. okay, so somewhere yep. in the future it's going to fix, it. and we we don't know if the housing prices or any of this stuff's going to get fixed. This could be long term, so people are waiting. Joe. I mean, look at look at some of these numbers. Atlanta. These are just applications to purchase. Down sixty six percent. Charlotte down sixty six percent. Phoenix down sixty four percent. And I gotta tell you right now, the Phoenix housing prices aren't down here. And yet applications are down sixty four percent. Nashville sixty percent. Vegas sixty percent. Jacksonville fifty seven percent. Philly fifty seven percent. Tampa fifty five. Orlando fifty five. It, it's amazing. How this is, and I think this is part of uh, of this overall problem in the entire economy, which is, hey, we have all these signals that say things should be going down, and it hasn't happened. There's only one way. I've said it over and over and over again. There's only one way. Millions, and I'm not talking about one or two. Ten. 20, 30 million people need to lose their jobs. Otherwise, Jason, this problem doesn't go away. It's just that simple. I agree. And uh, the job market's also a lot different than it was during uh, the 08 crash. You know, just there's the, the level of high-paying quality jobs are just less. Right, Joe? So it's it's a weird job market. There's, there's a need to, to fill spots, but... You know, it's it's it, you know when is, when are we really going to see big companies, you know, really have a lot of stores shut down and really have huge job losses? Then then we'll see it, Joe. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Thursday, final day here. Silver rounds, assorted silver rounds. $580 a roll of 20 by 25 rolls or more, $570. This was a great deal yesterday. It was a great deal yesterday. Silver's up another 40 cents. Silver's right now twenty back to $24. Uh, it even better day. We we're already che- the cheapest yesterday. Uh, we're even better than that today. Continue to add here uh, as, again, it looks like this debt ceiling uh, is going to easily get through the Senate. Uh, the House has already passed it. Uh, Schumer was out saying that he's looking to fast track it. So it looks like, at least as far as uh, Schumer is, is acting, they have the Republican votes <coughs> Excuse me, that they're going to need to pass it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's interesting how much the uh, you know same old story. Yeah, you know, they hate each other. Yeah, it was nonpartisan. All Republicans vote one side, all Democrats vote the other side. And then when they need a debt deal passed, there's just enough Republicans to work it. And if you ever, the worst thing you'll ever hear when they when these guys vote on anything is it was bipartisan. Anytime the Republicans or Democrats agree on something. Not good for us. Hey, they agreed to put a central bank in place in 1913. That was bipartisan. How did that work out, Joe, right? Yeah, the, that, that is always the ones. You know you're getting screwed uh, 
when you get that deal. Gold now uh, uh, at the highs of the day, now up 18, 1982. Silver's up 43 cents now, 24.02. And some interesting things uh, that are happening. You know, a hun- making $100,000 a year. That kind of used to be the uh, I made it number, right? Hey, if you got to $100,000 a year in salary, uh, by and large, you're like, hey, man, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I've, uh, I, I've got a good thing going here. I'm not only, not only in my middle class. Jason, you're, you're talking about upper middle class in a lot of areas of the country. 100,000 a year plus. You were, you know, probably at the upper class, right? You know, upper middle class, the upper class at $100,000 a year. This is how fast inflation works. Yep. They're now saying it doesn't matter where you live. You're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Fifty percent, fifty percent of those people are living paycheck to paycheck. Are you kidding me? And if you're sitting there listening to the show and you're saying, "Oh, you know, I only make uh, fifty grand a year," that's ridiculous. Well, you're living fifty grand a year paycheck to paycheck. Other people are living a hundred grand paycheck to paycheck. It's obviously, the standard of living is a little different. You know, people have a little higher standard of living. They spend money on stuff. Maybe they shouldn't have to spend that money. But if they have the bigger house, if they have the higher taxes, you know, they have, you know, the the the, the HOA and all the other costs of being in a little a little more expensive locale. Then you're paycheck to paycheck. You may have the bigger house, but as a matter of making two hundred thousand a year, right, Joe? If you're if it's if it's flying out the door as fast as you're bringing it in. You'll live just like the guy making thirty-five thousand a year. You know, maybe you got a little few extra bells and whistles in your life, but they got you. They got the thirty-five thousand dollar a year guy, and they got the hundred thousand dollar a year guy pinned down. And this is why you can listen to a show like this. You got to figure out what your priorities are. And if you're not paying yourself, you're not saving, then you're not going to be ready for the things that we talk about. The, the inflation that you know, look, the inflation was built in. That was built into the cake, right? They baked it in, two percent a year. And we're just going to steal from you every year, 2% a year. Now, what, 5% a year? Is that permanent, maybe? Joe and I have talked about permanent theft, 5% a year, and, and you're not prepared for this. This is why $100,000 a year guys are now living paycheck to paycheck, and it's going to move to $200,000 a year, dollar a year guys in the future, Joe. And that might not happen not too far in the future. Yeah, and, and this is something, again, where uh, a lot of out here – that are going to affect a lot of things. You have to make a lot more money now. I mean, look at minimum wage. I know the government says seven twenty-five, but nobody's working. Uh, at least here in Arizona. I mean, I don't even know if fifteen dollars gets it done anymore. I mean, there's a uh, uh, Shane's uh, or not Shane's. It was uh, shoot. One of the fast food places here in town. They've gone to nineteen dollars an hour. An hour, yeah. An hour just to make it work. I remember, you know, back in the day, Eric used to talk about, hey, uh, the new union jobs are going to be working at McDonald's, and you're going to get paid thirty dollars an hour, right? And and, and a combo meal is going to be twenty five dollars. Well, look, we're halfway there. I mean, we're almost at twenty dollars an hour. You know, a combo meal is like twelve bucks. I mean. This is where we're headed. 
and and they say, oh, the, oh, we're getting on top of inflation. It's going down. No, it's just just like just like this uh, debt ceiling thing. They made they made a cut. Well, they made a cut in the in the uh, the the train spending. It's still more spending. It's less more spending. Well, now what? We got infl- we got less we've more just inflation. We've slowed. We've slowed the rise, right? We've right. slowed and the so, rise. Yeah, nineteen dollars an hour to work at McDonald's or something, right? Right. I mean, and, and and what? How? What kind of lifestyle does that afford you? Not very good. I mean, it's people just don't get it. They just don't get it. The, the, when the, the the depression happened, and PVC the the food lines, there was plenty of food. Here's the thing that they don't really talk about. There was plenty of food. It's just that the farmer needs to make money for his work, and when he when he's harvesting the food, if he can't get it to market for to pay you know, more for than his expenses, then it just sits in the food in the fields and rots. That's where we're headed right now. We have food lines right now. It's called your EBT card, your 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 you know your food stamps, right? This inflation in this market is heading towards another depression, and there's going to be plenty of food, but if the producers can't make money to bring it to you, they'll just They'll, they'll send it somewhere else first, and second, they'll just let it sit there and rock. Because all right, well, if I can't make money on this, what am I going to do? What, why do I send my guys out there? And, and this is where the government comes. This is where this oppressive government comes in. They might come and say, "Oh, we're going to make you. We're going to make you put that food to market, right?" See, all these things, all right? All these things are in our future. That you know, the craziness of what we're seeing is just going to compound, and you need to be prepared for that. An economic disaster is much more common and, and expected than end of the world and you're going to have to barter with, with silver dimes with everybody. It's, it's going to be a, a, a currency change, a reset economically worldwide. And this is why we do what we do, Joe. I'm going to say this. I'm going to give you a great example. Let's take, let's take cars. Okay. Pretty simple. Right? Everyone needs transportation. In 2018, Subprime, which, by the way, subprime would mean credit score of 620 or less. In deep subprime, made up about 25% of the car market. When we get back, I'm going to show you what inflation has done to that. Picture Radio News Hour will be back after the 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Thursday, uh, the Silver Special Last Day, Silver Rounds, uh, rolls of $2,580, if you buy 25 rolls or more, $570, $570, uh, most places are like 620 630, 640, uh, so uh, big savings there. Uh, and I just got an email. This is another good one here. Uh, this is going to be a one-shot deal, so this is a one-day deal here. Uh, $10 Liberties, they've been the hot item, right? They've been the cheapest item. Uh, 1 through 19, 11.35, 1 through 19, uh, if you buy twenty or more, eleven thirty. So again, remember now those those were cheaper earlier in the week, but I mean, <laughs> gold's up like forty bucks. Uh, and and again, uh, debt ceiling, good news, obviously for the gold and silver markets. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So we're talking about what does inflation do? This is the new car market. Going back to 2018, okay, 
25% of the market new car was subprime and deep subprime. Today, subprime loans account for 6% of the new car market. Deep subprime doesn't even get to 2% of the market. So a little over, we went from 25% to a little over 7%. Jason, because guess what? They can't even afford the payment, right? They can't make that payment. And you're thinking about, hey, these were people that were able to, five years ago, buy a new vehicle. They no longer can do it. And, And you know what I would love to know? I would love to know that number maybe from, say, 620 to, to 680, maybe 700. I'd love to see how that number has fallen as well, because I guarantee you that number's fallen as well. Yeah, and uh, the defaults on payments uh, for the people that bought the cars in 2021. Remember the uh, the uh, the number one uh, commodity that uh, price rise in 2021 was used cars. Remember that, Joe? <laughs> and everybody was buying a car with their free money. Uh, I wonder how many of those 2021 car loans are no longer being paid for just two years yeah, later. Well, let me tell you. Let me show you also what's incredible. A $43,000 car loan, which today, you know, $43,000, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's 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 a really nice car. Not anymore, right? That's kind of, eh, that's pretty low end now for a new car. If you have a subprime rate, do you know what the rate is? 18%. 18%. Uh, you got a, a car payment that's essentially a th- it's a thousand dollars, but here's the weird thing. Let's just say that uh, you've got the top credit score. Okay, I'm not talking about hey, you got six eighty. No, no, no. I thought you got seven or I mean eight hundred plus score. You're still at six point two percent. And, of course, my guess is probably going a little higher now uh, because rates have, have moved again. But, Jason, that's $720 a month for the guy with the best score. Uh, and, and, again, this is why most new car loans now are over $1,000 a month. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked because uh, this is not just car loans. I, was, uh, I get the credit card. I don't do a lot of credit cards. I'm not a credit card guy, but you get the, you know, uh, for sometimes they get a lot of offers, then you get periods where you don't get very many offers. Well, I, I was I got an offer in the mail. I think I said this maybe a week ago. I, I have good credit. I'm one of those the, the top credit. You know, I've, I've got you know one of those those big scores for whatever that means. I'm not a big uh, score guy, but but they were offering me 31.74 percent interest on a credit card, Joe. 31 <laughs> percent with good credit. Right. I mean, I don't know if, if, if when they send these bland offers, if they just send the same thing out. Maybe that's just a blanket offer for anybody because they don't know exactly what you are without looking. But still, I mean, whose credit is so bad that they should get thirty-one point seven four percent interest, Joe? What? Who falls into that hole? Man, I, I feel so, really bad for people that don't understand that. A lot of people do, and once you're in the hole, uh, it, it it feels almost impossible to get out of that hole. And, and again, when you think about it, yeah, at 30-plus percent, it probably is impossible to get out of that hole. Exactly. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I would, I would, I would cry every time the bill came that I hadn't paid the, uh, the, the credit card in full just to see the interest line. 
even if the interest line was like three hundred bucks on, I don't know, what would that be? A hundred, a hundred, a thousand dollars? Was that was you know? No, that'd be the uh, the annuals. But you know what I mean? Break that by by twelve. So so what is a hundred fifty bucks on a thousand dollars every month? Yeah, every month, every month, every month. Everybody, because because thirty percent interest is on a thousand bucks. Now remember, bucks remember they're making a big stink about all the uh, uh, payday lenders. Remember the payday? We're gonna shut them out. We're gonna throw them out. We hate the pawn shops. Look at the interest they're making. Now, now, the, now the the credit card companies are making that. Nobody's saying a word. Yeah, the, the Federal Reserve Central Bank is the loan shark. <laughs> that is the shark of a, that's the whale of all sharks, right? That's 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 the big one. That's they've got us all in debt. They got the whole world in debt, and they're going to uh, they're going to put their thumb down when they need to. That's why I'm saying, Joe, I don't know what the Fed's plan is, but they're not going to suffer. The people that own and run the Fed, they're not going to suffer. If they need to raise the rates another two percent, like Jamie Dimon, you were saying that that'd be a horrible, awful thing for the markets. They'll do it. They'll clean up. They'll buy up all those assets when they all everything breaks down and, and 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 suffers. Pennies on the dollar, Joe. That's how you do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping up this Thursday right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. U.S. ten dollar Liberty gold pieces. Today is a good day. Uh, what is that? Ice Cube. Today is a good day, right? Uh, 1 through 19, $1,135, 20 or more, $1,130 on the silver side. Assorted silver rounds, rolls of 20, $580. Buy 25 rolls or more, $570 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two golds up twenty at nineteen eighty four silvers up forty five cents here twenty four oh five uh the Dow is higher as well because it looks like Jason hey the debt ceiling thing was a big nothing burger and really nothing because they actually came together and said hey we got a great idea we're gonna say. That we cut, spend not by, you know, a tenth of a percent. But in actuality, we're actually going to increase spending, but don't tell anybody. And, and lo and behold, both sides loved it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I, I, I scarcely think that any of these guys actually, some of them are thinking, I guess. Some of them are actually making the votes, I guess. There's someone telling them how to vote, Joe. It's, 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 the, the, the whole process, the last bunch of weeks over this whole debt ceiling thing, it's just, it just seems like these guys are making phone calls to, to who actually makes the decision. And then, then when they get the green light, okay, vote yes on this. Okay. I mean, why do you get the feeling? That's it. Your congressman, what's his name, gets the phone call. All right, you're going to vote yes on this one. Okay. Right? Okay. This, well, that's how worthless the whole thing is, Joe. It's how worth. And by the way, all that spending you talked about—how the debts can immediately go up and, and the spending. Well, this is this is not going to help inflation much at all, is it? Well, that's the other side of it. That that, that really I haven't heard them talk about at all. Is th- this is actually another one of the things where you say, okay, uh, maybe the Fed. You know what? They're going to have to raise rates again because the the federal government. Uh, is continuing to spend, right? They're, it doesn't matter. Hey, yep. uh, you would have thought, I mean, I would have thought somehow, some way, okay, come on. 
We're at 32. Now, once this deal gets passed, we're going to be over $32 trillion. Uh, we got, we're running budget deficits. We'll see what this year shakes out at. Somewhere north of 2.5 trillion next year by all accounts. Most people expect a budget deficit to exceed 3 trillion and they couldn't even agree to cut anything. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the interest on the debt. I was, for years I've been watching that thing go up. It's like, yeah, one day, one day it'll be the biggest thing that we have to pay on and it's, it's, it's at our doorstep, Joe. Here it is, right? You know, yeah, I mean, increase the military budget, keep, keep up with it. <laughs> Well, they, they did that, right? So they're, 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 they're gonna try to, uh, military spending, right? We're gonna go to, I think, uh, next year, 2024's number is going to be over 900 billion. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the interest on the debt by that time is gonna be well north of a trillion dollars. So, uh, even the increase in military spending, not enough to offset how much interest we're paying on all the money we're borrowing. You know, we talk about that credit card. Remember, we're talking about the credit card. This is where we're at with the federal government. This credit, the, the minimum payment is starting to kill us. You spend $900 billion on the military. you got to ask your question, what are you fighting against? What's this military fighting against? I think, I think we're all sitting here. It's us, Joe. That's why there's $900 billion. Yeah. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.